The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The world we live in has become a crazy place. Poverty is at an all-time high in the wealthiest nation on earth. We keep calling on government to save us with new programs, and we now have more people using food stamps than any time in our history. Keep seeking the answer to poverty through government, and the problem will continue to get worse. The answer to poverty is in our homes, churches, and communities, not in Washington or any state's capital. The long-term success of our country will come through our children if we teach them perseverance, humility, honor, character, hope, and love. And love will lead to action. This is The Mickey Ellison Show. How we raise our children today will be our legacy for good or evil. Let's change the world. Now, here is Mickey Ellison. Hello and welcome to The Mickey Ellison Show. I am Mickey Ellison and with me, as as I promised last week, is Tiffany Sweeley. We're going to continue the conversation that we had last week where the the topic was primarily faith, hope, and love. Uh, Before we get to that, I want to um, announce that we're going to be actually in Williamson, South Carolina on January 29th at the, uh, at the Municipal Building. If you're anywhere near that area, we'd love to see you there. Um, we are bringing uh, Complete Fitness on the road, and it isn't what you think it is. If you're thinking you're just coming to figure out how to work out or if you're just figuring out how to become financially fit, then, then you're missing the boat because um, in the end, we are going to talk about what it actually means to be completely fit. And um, Tiffany, hey, welcome, and uh, good to talk Hello. to you. Hello, good to be here. So, you know, last week we spent a lot of time talking about faith, hope, and love, and and how um, how, how sometimes at, at the church doesn't come across as faith, hope, and love. While I think most most people within the within the church intend to do so. Um, Funny thing happened this morning as I was walking out of the uh, the radio show that I do here. A guy named Craig Mead, who is a, he's actually a Presbyterian minister. I didn't know that until I talked to him this morning. I've talked to him for, let's see, a year and a half. And, uh, you know, we got two ministers over there, by the way. The one on the sports show with me who is actually letting us do an event here in Wichita, hopefully toward the end of February or the beginning of March. And, um, and another minister in there, he does the ag report every day. I just thought he was a farmer guy. But um, anyway, as, as we were talking, he had pulled up a, a, an article that – yeah, it, it stuck out to him, and it was called, it was called, "Dear Church, Here's Why People Are Really Leaving You." And I thought maybe as, as it kind of goes along with the topic that we've been discussing, um, that we discussed <clears throat> last week, and, and I thought I would read parts of it and and have you comment a, as I go. So just step step in and uh, and and do so. And by the way, I'm not a very good reader. I, I read very well when I'm not reading aloud, but uh, which is Tiffany. When I do this, when I do when I talk next week, you know me. I'm probably not going to have much uh, written down that I have to read, right? Right. So, uh, which I, I know is a is a scary thing, but 
the entertainment comes at the at the very beginning anyway when when Tiffany sings and I'm here Michael might actually join you too by the way. Yes, we're working on something. All right, I'll just I'll just be there. I'll, I'll, I'm ready for my part. Actually, it was, it was kind of crazy. We were uh, we went on a ski trip this last week, and and it, it was so it was a trip I didn't even want to go on to because we had been in South Carolina and Arkansas and and trying to catch up here at the office to turn right around and leave. We go to Colorado. You go. You're whining about going to Colorado to go skiing, and and then <laughs> I get back for three days and I turn around and come back down there, and um. You know, it was actually a blessing. You know, a couple of things hit me as I was driving into Denver on, uh, it was last Friday, and you suddenly get a realization of how, just a little bit of a glimpse at how big God is. Because, as I don't know, if, have you ever driven into Denver, Tiffany, from the... from the? I have um, flown yes. into Denver several times. Well, then you can pick, you can visualize this, because Denver's a magnificent city. The large buildings and all these, all, all these things that are there. And then you look in the background and you see these ginormous mountains. Mm-hmm. And you're going, you know, I actually posted on the Complete Fitness deal a couple minutes ago. Whom shall I fear, the builder of that mountain or the builder mm-hmm. of those little buildings down there at the bottom? Right. And I, I'm picking the I'm picking the guy the the uh, the person or God since he built the 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 mountain. But let's let's dive into this because I think as believers and followers of Christ. You know, we do need to hear what what folks are saying out there and why they're afraid of, of of what they call the church. You and I have actually talked about complete fitness and how we may even be it may be calling us outside of the church because the thing that we're going we're trying to do is, is um, show that there's love. So I'm just going to start and I'm going to read exactly what uh, uh, a guy named John Pav- Pavlovitz at uh, churchleaders.com is, is the website. I, I may post that on the the Facebook page later today so that people can read this. But it starts out with, being on the other side of the exodus sucks, don't it? And I'm just reading word for word. I see the panic on your face, church. I know the internal terror as as you see the statistics and hear the stories and scan the exit polls. I see you desperately scrambling to do damage control for the fence sitters and and manufacture passion from the shrinking faithful, and I want to help you. If nothing else, Tiffany, that should scare us to death right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that people are, are looking at us and, and they're walking away. And, and, you know, part of me goes back and says, well, you know, Jesus did say they, they would uh, hate you because of my name. Mm-hmm. And, and there are some people that are going to be that way. But I'm gonna, I, I really believe this guy, whether he, whether he uh, um, believes in God or not, is, is a guy that he was writing from the heart. So we, I, I think it's, we should stop and listen. So he says, you may think think you know why people are leaving, but I'm not sure you do. You think it's because the culture is so lost, so perverse, so beyond help that they are all walking away. You believe that they've turned a deaf ear on the voice of God, chasing money and sex and material things. You think the gays and the Muslims and the atheists and the pop stars have so screwed up the morality of the world that everyone is abandoning faith in droves. But those aren't the reasons people are leaving you. They aren't the problem, church. You're the problem. And I want to stop right there. And, 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 you know, we can look at our at our civilization and say that it is perverse. And it is. I mean, heck, all you just turn on your television. Try, you know, try to watch a football game without having to learn about erectile dysfunction while you're watching a football game. And explain to my eight-year-old, if he's paying attention, what that means. Um, 
Yeah, and just look at you, you know look look at the scantily clad cheerleaders that are out there. Well, if they weren't if they weren't popular, they wouldn't be there. So, um, but we think that we live in, in in the worst times ever. When in reality, I'm not so sure that's true. Because if you read in Scripture, Tiff, look at what was going on in Sodom and Gomorrah. They might make Skinamax look look uh, right um, healthy. And, right, absolutely. And, and look at, uh, you know, go back to um, the French Revolution and, and times like that when, when people's heads were getting cut off. And, and mm-hmm. it, it, it's not, there is not, what is it that says there's nothing new under the sun? No. So, go ahead. There is nothing new under the sun, that is true. It's been, <clears throat> sin has been around since day one. Uh, perversion has been around since day one because evil has always been there. It's the same spirit that's been working ever since the beginning. So we're not really fighting men, as Jesus said. We are fighting the spirit that's controlling them. That's what that's what the fight is about. Right. And well, let's go on. It says, "Your Sunday productions have worn thin. The stage and the lights and the band and the video screens have all just become white noise to those really seeking to encounter God. Their ear and eye candy for an hour." But they have little relevance in people's daily lives that more and more of them are taking a pass. Yet, yeah, the songs are cool and the show is great. But ultimately, Sunday morning isn't about isn't really making a difference on Tuesday afternoon or Thursday evening. When people are wrestling with the awkward, messy, painful stuff in the trenches of life, the places where rock shows don't help. We can we can be entertained anywhere until you give us a re. Give us something more than a Christian-themed performance piece, something that allows us space and breath and conversation and relationship. Many of us are going to sleep in and stay away. Comment on that. Well, obviously I didn't grow up in a church like that. Um, I grew up in a church where um, you didn't get out of church on Sunday night to really late because people were around the altars praying praying for each other and waiting on God to to do something big in people's lives. And I grew up in a church where the demonstration of God's power happened pretty much every Sunday. I got to see what God could do. And um, there wasn't a lot of fluff. There wasn't a lot of, you know, we had a beautiful choir. We had beautiful music. But it was just real. You know, it was about this is what God can do. And the thing about it people's lives are hard. Everybody's life has something in it and something's going to come your way that's going to be really, really hard. And you've got to have something uh, about God that you know that is going to get you through that time. You're going to have to know how to pray. You're going to have to believe. uh, You're going to have to have the faith that that something's going to happen, that God's going to be there and he's going to get you through. Um, You've got to learn what it means to go through spiritual warfare if you're a Christian because it, it's going to happen uh, all the time. You're in a battle almost every day. And if you're in a place where those subjects are never breached and you never learn, you never grow, the Bible says that you start out as a Christian drinking milk, but how long are you going to drink milk? When are you going to start eating solid food? Mm-hmm. Um, you can't stay a baby forever. You have to right. learn and you have to grow up as a spiritual person. And some places, I don't think, um, lend well to that. I want to see a very powerful church. And when I say church, I mean everybody. 
Right. Um, I'm not. I'm not big into denominations. I. We are all the church, and we have got to stop fighting each other. But as long as we're fighting each other, um, we're we are totally distracted from what Satan's doing. And so I think that's one of the biggest plots of the enemy is to keep us fighting each other. And yeah. so I think that the the only thing that really bothers me about these churches is that. Um, do you leave with what you need to fight and to make it through the battle? And a lot of times I have to say, probably not. Um, I don't mind a big church. I think big churches are great. According to the rest of the world, we don't have the biggest churches. There, there's gigantic churches in China. But um, the size doesn't matter. What matters to me is, are you getting what you need? That's the main thing. Well, don't you think a lot of times that um, really that the church gets the the specific church gets a mm-hmm. reputation when if you really if you got into the church and met some of the people that are actually there because I'm willing I'm willing to wager that almost every church that that you visit has people that are doing things trying to uh, to to stress and push push the word of God and but mm-hmm. the one thing I think as an outsider. That, that they need to fill, and, and and again, if this guy actually hears a, hears this uh, deal, what was his name again? Uh, what did I say it was? It was John Pavel, Pavlovitz. Is that they do need to fill up? They need to do. You know, mm-hmm. you know part of the reason they're walking into the into the church because they know something is wrong. They know, mm-hmm. and they're seeking. They're seeking something, and the first right. thing they need to know be able to feel is love. Yeah, and and they're not going to understand if you've never been exposed to to, to Christ. When I say uh, be born again, well, that's foreign to them at first. Mm-hmm. But what we've got to be is is the the voice of and and feet and body of of Christ while we're here on earth, so that they can um, feel that love and that we actually care about them individually, and right. and that that uh, you know. Uh, my my struggles, you know, part of what I'm going to talk about on 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 next Thursday was the, this idea of uh, of being led a certain way that uh, you're told is is to lead you to happiness. And I can tell you, at the end of 2008, we had just come off of the uh, the best year financially we'd ever had, and I was at I was five pounds below my playing weight in college baseball, and that's when I hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, there's so much more to it, but uh, let, let's go on to number two. And I'm, I don't know when uh, uh, we're going to be told to move on, but let's go ahead. It says, you speak in a foreign tongue. Church, you talk and talk and talk, but you do so using a dead language. You're holding on to dusty words that have no resonance in people's ears. Um, not realizing mm-hmm. that just saying those words louder isn't the answer. All the religious buzzwords that used to work 20 years ago no longer do. I don't right. buy. I don't buy all of that. I, I think some of the words are, are um, the ne- words that need to be conserved and used forever. But the spiritualized yeah. insider language may give you some comfort in an outside world that is changing. But that stuff's just lazy religious shorthand, and it keeps regular people at a distance. They need you to speak in a language that they can understand. There's a message there worth sharing, but it's hard to hear above the verbal pyrotechnics. People don't need to be dazzled with big churchy words and about eschatological frameworks and theological systems. 
talk to them plainly about love and joy and forgiveness and death and peace and God. They'll be all ears. Keep up the church speak, and you'll be talking to an empty room soon. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, comment that. on that one. That, that is really true um, as far as I'm concerned because it, it takes a long time of being in church especially for people who aren't going home and reading their Bibles once they leave church, which is 99.9% of people, as far as I'm concerned, because I try to talk about the Bible to people, and they just look at me. I mean, Christians, they just look at me sometimes with glazed over looks. I'm like, have you never read that? No. <laughs> well, you might, do that some, you might do that some to me, too, okay? All right, just like, go read it, dummy. <laughs> I was listening to the radio show the other day on Christian, um, Christian Radio, and um, the uh, the DJ or the host, whatever you call it, he was, somebody said something about the Valley of Dry Bones, which is in, you know, the Old Testament. And he was like, the what? And I'm sitting there going, oh, my God, I was about to die. I'm like, oh, poor, <laughs> you know, poor thing. He's on a Christian radio station as a host. And there's been several times that the, the Bible has come up, and he doesn't know what they're talking about. And that just, uh-huh. I'm embarrassed for him, you know, when that happens. Yeah. But so, the thing is, when, when we're bringing these, when these new people are coming to us, we got to understand they don't know any of that either. And, and frankly, there's so much, so much right. there. I don't. I'm not even close to knowing all of it. That's why, um, you know, when when God called us to do this, I'm looking at him going, God, I am totally unqualified for what you're calling us to do. Right. Um, hey, we're are, getting ready to go. We're getting ready to actually, hold, think of. Go ahead. Uh, well, hold that thought because Justin's okay. telling me we've got to go to a break right now. So we'll be back with Tiffany Swilly and Mickey Ellison and, and talking about uh, talking about God and, and love, faith, and hope. We'll see you in a minute. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned to The Mickey Ellison Show. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. 
Or you can drop Mickey an email to Mickey at MickeyEllison.com. Like our show on Facebook. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Mickey Ellison Show. I got distracted over there as my mother is trying to call me on the telephone, who should know I'm doing a radio show right now. But, uh, yes, she is trying to call me. And uh, I love you, Mom, if you, when, if you awesome. go back and listen to this. You must, but anyway, hey, we're, we're talking about faith, hope, and love. And we're ta- also, we're diving into an article that I, I saw earlier this morning while while at the other radio studio, discussing um, why people are leaving the church and, and why, what's going on. Um, you know, Tiffany, before we went to the break, and while we're at the break, you mentioned a couple of, of pastors. Actually, you mentioned one. Um, mm-hmm. I think you had some others in mind that do speak in, in, in English to folks. You know, I've got actually next week, uh, for next week's show, I have Dr. Keith Smith coming on from the Surgery Center of Oklahoma. And we're going to be talking about the, the, you know, the cost of medical care and why it's so high and those sorts of things. And one of the things I've asked him to do is to speak it in English because that's mm-hmm. where I think a lot of people get lost in, in it. And I, I'm hoping – actually, I know that I can tie it to part of the, uh, the lessons that we'll be teaching later with Complete Fitness on, on the financial side too. But um, who are those pastors that you mentioned? Um. A couple come to mind, Dr. Charles Stanley from Atlanta. Um, a lot of people have seen him on TV. He just, I've listened to him several times, and every time I listen to him, he's just, he's just calm. He's just matter of a fact. Everything he says, there's, there's not a lot of um, jargon that people wouldn't understand. I just think he's extremely easy to understand. And also, um, Joseph Prince from, um, I think he's from China, but he's, he's amazing. He's, he preaches a, a message of grace. At, at at a level where everybody can understand uh, what that means and what God's grace really is. And um, I think that, you know, me and my best friend were talking the other day about reading the Bible, and she said, I don't feel convicted at all about the version that I read. She said, because I read the one that I can understand. Uh-huh. And I'm like, yeah. I said, it doesn't matter as long as you are getting something out of what you read. And I think one of the biggest the biggest things I'd like to see change as far as the church goes is we have got to disciple people. It's, it, Jesus said, go and make disciples of people. He didn't say go and convert people and then tell them, you know, good luck. Mm-hmm. But we yeah, are to I- disciple them. We are to teach them, okay, you've got to read the Word. And when you read the Word, you need to come ask me. We need to talk about it. You know, uh-huh. you need to learn. Because that's the way that they grow. I think a lot of people fall away because, yeah, they may come and they may, you know, want to accept Christ and, yeah, this is what I want to do. But then they have no one to disciple them and lead well, them I, into a greater knowledge. I, I think that's like telling someone to go read a bunch of bunch of books and become uh, an engineer. Just read the right. books. Don't you know if you're confused, just go on. Um, you're not going to have a teacher. You're not going to have a mentor. You're not going to have any of these things. You, you you just go do it, and and hopefully you figure it out later. Right. Um, and, and you know I, I was I let, let's move on with this article. Um, there, okay. There's one thing uh, number three the the third point. And we I don't think we'll get to all of them in this hour, but um, let's uh, let's look at this. It says your vision can't see past your building. Number three. Mm-hmm. The, and, and again, for those that are wondering, I will post this on the the Facebook page for uh, for for the Mickey Ellison show, and you can read the entire thing. 
And I'd like to hear, hear some of your comments. I mean, that, that would be interesting to see what you guys are thinking. But it says, your vision can't see past your building. The coffee bar, the cushy couches, the high-tech lights, the funky children's wing, and the uber-cool teen center are all top-notch and costly. I, I actually have to hold my head and I go, you just described my church. Um, <laughs> in fact, most of your we have every single one of those things. Um, yes, and, and you know too. what? The, it, there's nothing wrong necessarily with those things. But it says, in fact, most of your time, money, and energy seems to be about luring people to where you are instead of reaching people where they already are. Rather than simply stepping out into the neighborhoods around you and partnering with, with the amazing things already happening and the beautiful stuff God is already doing, you seem content to franchise out your particular brand of Jesus stuff and wait for the sinful world to beat down your door. Your greatest mission field is just a few miles or a few feet off your campus, and you don't even realize it. You want to reach the people you're missing. Leave the building. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think we're learning some of that as we, as we move on with complete fitness. Because I'm not going to say that we, we would love for churches to embrace us and let us bring our message into churches. But um, if that's not where God wants us to go, we're gonna, we, we do plan to go outside of the church. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, our first, you know, our first real, I, I call this event coming up uh, next week our first real event. You know what I mean? Where, where we kind of have things lined out. And, and I know exactly what message I'm going to talk about. As we go into into it, so Tiffany, you don't have to be too scared um, okay, as good. to what I might as to what I might say, but there is some truth to what he's saying there. That the, the the people that we're supposed to reach are outside of the church. That doesn't mean we don't come back to church and uh, and, and learn more and 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 communicate and and have community with with those that are in the church. But the people we need to reach are outside of the church, and mm-hmm. they do, you know. I, I look at what this guy is, is writing, and I can see he knows he needs God. Mm-hmm. You can just read it in the article. But when he comes to many of the folks in the, in the church, that he's not seeing that love. Now, look, we're not supposed to, as Christians, accept sinful behavior. We're, that's right. not – we're supposed to accept you as you are. You know, when Jesus was at the well and he – and, and uh, you know, m- most people that are in church know the story where he goes to the – I think he's going to the to the well. And, and no, it's when the, the lady, the adulterer, was going to be stoned. She had been mm-hmm. caught in the act. And when, when it was all said and done, he, he looked at those people. He says, those without sin cast the first stone. And, and when he looked up, everyone was gone. But he didn't tell her to go back and keep continuing adultery. He looked at her and he says, go and sin no more. Right. And that's the part that, that if, you're, if you're seeking God, you also have to understand that God might – there are things in your life that are, that are destroying you. And if you're not willing to accept and try to fight against those things, then they're going to continue to destroy. If you are obese, if you continue to eat and not move, you're destroying yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with whatever sin it might be. But we've got to be loving and understand that you know when you come to me and talk to me about wanting to seek God or wanting to find something different, I'm going to tell you right now. I am a sinful person. I said on last week's show that God gave us Ten Commandments, and I've probably broke – I'm not probably. I've broken all ten of them mm-hmm. at some point in my life, whether it be physically or in my mind, but I've broken them all. 
And um, I heck, I even went so far as to document most of them in a in a book. But uh, you know, that's where I think we're called, Tiff. We're called to to be in the church, but also to move out of the church. Because where did you know where did Jesus go, Tiff? Yeah. So um, he, was, Jesus, he was in the synagogue, but uh, the thing this is, I don't know. As you were talking, is the thing that I think about a lot is. Sunday morning when we go to church, we're going to God's house, not necessarily to receive, but to give. We go there to give our praise, to give our worship, to give our offering. I mean, that's what they did in the Old Testament. They would go to the temple and take their offering, their sacrifice. They would give. That We have kind of gotten church backwards. We think that church is where we go to receive everything we need, and it's not. It's not designed for that. Jesus said, my house will be a house of prayer. So it's a place you go pray. It's a place you go worship, and you give to God. You give what belongs to him. Your uh, relationship with God happens uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You minister 24 hours a day, seven days a week, wherever you are. You're ministering one way or the other, no matter what. It does every day. You know, every single day um, yes. we do that. And, and, you know, we fail at times. You know, I came back here after being gone for two weeks and it was just a zoo. And I actually popped off at Andrea here in the office and immediately I went, oh, why did I do that? Because all mm-hmm. she's trying to do, all she's trying to do is help. So I had to, you know, I had to, Lower my head and go back and, and tell her that I was, I was sorry because you could I could see the hurt in her face because she didn't expect that from me. So you know we do mess up. Um, you know here's here's another one, um, and I think we're probably coming close to another break. But uh, uh, Justin will let me know. We you choose lousy battles. We we know you like to fight, church. That's obvious. Um, when you want to, you can go to war with the best of them. The problem is your battles are too darn small. Fast food protests, hobby store outrage, and duck calling reality TV show campaigns may manufacture some urgency and Twitter activity on the inside for the already convinced, but they're paper tigers to people out here with bloody boots on the ground. Every day, we see a world suffocated by poverty and racism and violence and bigotry and hunger. And in the face of all that, you get awfully frightened Awfully, frighteningly quiet. We wish you were as courageous as those fi- in those fights, because then we'll feel like coming alongside you, and then we'll feel like going to war with you. Church, we need you to stop being warmongers with the trivial and pacifists in the face of the terrible. And there's some there's some truth to that. I mean, you know, one of the things that we ask the folks to do with complete fitness is that those that want to to help give a dollar a day to help someone else that's struggling and, and to be able to get out of debt. And, you know, it, 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 it sometimes, sometimes, Tiffany, I just want to go, if you guys would just quit asking so many questions and just give a dollar a day, there would be so many people out of, out of uh, debt right now that it would, be, it would be obvious. But, no, we've got to ask those questions. Like I said last week on the show, people have asked me, well, how do you know those people aren't going to go back into debt? Mm-hmm. Well, when Jesus died on the cross, how did he know I was – I wasn't going to go sin again. In fact, he knew I was going to. I I'm amazed that you could be nailed to a to a tree, praying for the people nailing you. Because mm-hmm. I don't think I could do that. No. Um, which is why he's God, and I'm not. 
right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, yeah. it is, uh, this guy has a point in looking at, you know, we've got multi-million dollar buildings, but yet there are people starving within our own cities. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking at building, you know, I, I remember being upset when we actually built a $4 million add-on to, to our church, which we were able to do it without debt. And at the same time, um, there, there's there's homeless on the streets. But it's not to say that there wasn't people in the church that were going out helping those homeless people because they were. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it is it is such a, uh, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think a lot of times the, the churches are, are so adamant about trying to help grow the church that they tend to forget um how it's supposed to grow. I remember mm-hmm. being asked to be a part of a study group where some group from Chicago was coming to Wichita to teach us how to grow the church. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, there's one I, thing I about growing a church. There's another thing about growing the believer. And right. it's more important that we grow the believer than we grow the church because God's army needs to be strong. Mm-hmm. I mean, would you rather have, you know, a hundred, a uh, hundred pound guys you know, on your team, or would you rather have, you know, 10, 300-pound guys, I mean, who are strong and can fight? I'll take the ones that can fight, you know? <laughs> right, so I, right. I want to see the church not be anemic anymore. I mean, yeah, you've got, you know, 10,000 people going to your church, but, you know, what kind of Christians are they? Are they just Christian by name, or are they really making a difference? Are you teaching them? Are you discipling them so that they can be strong? Because the thing about it is, if Jesus had not performed miracles, nobody would have followed him. They saw the supernatural with their own eyes. That's why they followed him. They saw his love, they felt his love, but then they saw the miracles. And I think that a lot of people have lost interest in the church because it has no power. They don't see miracles. They don't see blinded eyes open. They don't see uh, people getting out of wheelchairs and walking. And when they do, you know, when that does happen, you know, people want to make fun of it. And they say, oh, well, you know, they paid those people to do that. Well, when you see it firsthand with your own two eyes and you are in the experience it, there comes a whole new level of respect for God and his power. And the church now, um, you know, a lot of churches that I have been in, I haven't seen that. I grew up seeing that. I grew up seeing miracles happen on a pretty much regular basis. But and, and Tiffany, I we're think actually that to... one reason people are just totally not interested, and that's why they're looking at the occult. That's why they're looking into all these other crazy things because they're looking to find does something out there have power? Does some, can something out there really do something? Because they're not seeing it in the church. Right. And, and I, I think what we have done is we, we've looked too much to our own power versus the power of God. You know, I, I was, like I said, I was in awe the other day looking back at the mountains behind Denver, Colorado. And Denver is a magnificent city, but it is tiny and rough. Relevance to God. Hey, Justin, mm-hmm. if you're listening, we're actually going to go to a break right now, um, and, and then we're going to come back and finish the show with a with a longer segment. So, uh, folks, I hope you're enjoying the show. Uh, Tiffany and I will be back, and we will we'll talk a little bit about this subject. I'll post it on the Facebook page, and then um, we will uh, uh, look to to show people what Complete Fitness is on January 29th. Um, see you in a minute. 
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Women can live their lives to the fullest and realize their dreams for growth and greatness. Georgine Summers knows. As host of On the Edge, Georgine will give you powerful tools and rules to help you change direction in your life and get rid of the fears that stop you from living your dreams. Stretch your boundaries and become the amazing person you've always wanted to be. On the Edge with Georgine Summers airs live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about. Tune in to A Current Life to hear about the journey to success, how our guests became the people they are today, and the highs and lows they experienced along the way. Each hour will leave you inspired and entertained as Jimmy gets up close and personal with every week's guest and shares ideas you can identify with and apply to your own life. A Current Life with Jimmy Gould airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned to The Mickey Ellison Show. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or you can drop Mickey an email to mickey at mickeyellison.com. Like our show on Facebook. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Mickey Ellison Show with co-host Tiffany Sweely. And uh, you think that's a joke? Actually, you won't be with me next week. It'll just be... It will be... uh, one of the, I think one of the most educational shows that we've done um, in quite some time is going to be talking about the healthcare system, and, and I've asked Dr. Keith Smith from the Surgery Center of Oklahoma to come on, and it does tie to some of the, the lessons that I will be teaching about the economy as complete fitness grows, but um, uh, you'll really enjoy that. You'll find out as to why it costs so much to have a hernia surgery. You'll find out that uh, you know he can do it for for. 10% of the cost of what most medical centers do it, and you'll find out why that is. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it was an eye-opener. I had him on, Tiff, um, second or third show that I ever I had ever done. And he was gracious enough to answer an email that I sent him and and um, mm-hmm. and came on. But he's been on, uh, on like, John Stossel. He, they've been all over Fox Business. He's been on CNBC. He's been on, on all these places. And, and, and it'll just blow your mind. And I've asked him to put it in English um, so that people can actually understand it and not talk Austrian economics because there's really just right. common, sense, common sense economics. Yes. But um, let's go back to that article because I think it's an article written 
um, by John pa- Pavlovitz. And again, I'm going to post that on the uh, Facebook page so that you can read the article yourself. But I, I think he, he's talking about why people are leaving the church. And I, I, I do see some of what he's saying as being true. And, and, you know, from an outsider standpoint, it is all true to him. So are, these are things that we need to, we need to listen to. Um, so he goes, number five, your love doesn't look like love. Love seems to be pretty, be a pretty big deal to you, but we're not getting that when the rubber meets the road. In fact, more and more, your brand of love seems incredibly selective and decidedly narrow, filtering out all the spiritual riffraff, which sadly includes far too many of us. It feels like a big bait-and-switch sucker deal advertising come-as-you-are party, but letting us know once we're in the door that we're, we really we can't really come as we, as we are. And the thing is, Tiff, we want you to come as you are, but we don't want you to leave as you were when you came in the door. That, right. That's the big difference. Now, are you going to immediately be in, in a position where you know Scripture, like the pastor that just gave the sermon when you walked in the door? No. No one, no one in their right mind expects that of you. But, you know, I got to thinking about our, our message with Complete Fitness and the message of Christ in general. The fact of the matter is, all I can do is, is speak what I feel like God is calling me to speak. It's up to Him to convict your heart. Right. And there's nothing that I can do. I cannot make you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I can't make you do any of these things. And I, I think that that is the difference between Christianity and many of the other religions. Because there are some religions, if you don't convert, they just kill you. Right. And, and, and I don't know what kind of conversion that is. You, I can say with my mouth, but not mean it with my heart. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, but it says... We see a Jesus in the Bible who hung out with lowlifes and prostitutes and outcasts and loved them right there. But that doesn't seem to be your cup of tea. So he know this guy knows who Jesus is. Yes. Church, can you love love us if we don't check all the doctrinal boxes and don't have our theology theology, theology all figured out? It doesn't seem so. Can you love us if we cuss and drink and get tattoos and God forbid vote Democrat? We're doubtful. Can you love us? If we're not sure how we define love and marriage and heaven and hell, it sure doesn't feel that way. From what we know about Jesus, we think he looks like love. The unfortunate thing is you don't look much like him. That's, that's, the part, of the re- that's part of the reason people are leaving you, church. Mm-hmm. The, these words may get you really, really angry, and you may want to jump in a knee-jerk move to defend yourself or attack those positions line by line, but we hope that you won't. We hope that you'll just sit in stillness with these words for a while because whether you believe they're right or wrong, they're real to us. And that's the whole mm-hmm. point. We're the ones mm-hmm. walking away. We want to matter to you. We want you to hear us before you, you debate us. Show us that, that your love and your God are real. Church, give us a reason to stay. This guy's begging mm-hmm. for, for, for the church to embrace him and, and to talk about these things. And you know, um, if someone's caught up in habitual sin, they're more than likely they're not just going to quit tomorrow. They're going to want to quit. You know, I'm reminded mm-hmm. of Paul saying, I, I, I don't understand. I, I do what I don't want to do, and I don't do what I want to do. And, and, and that is one of the struggles that, if we're just honest, we all go through that. We, we, yeah, just like the incident with Andrea here in the office, I didn't want to uh, um, jump down her throat or it wasn't even that I said that much is how I said it and 
you know, and it wasn't right to her. But we're, we one, are going to mess. Go ahead. This one that you just read was my favorite of all of the reasons, because this is the one that I've seen more than any other. Um, we, like you said, I've I've watched this happen firsthand. We say, just come on in. You know, we don't care. We don't care what your background is. We don't care who you are. We don't care. Just come in and and receive the Lord and and let Him transfer transform your life. But the problem is, is if God doesn't transform their life fast enough for us, we get aggravated with them, and we don't want to be around them anymore. Right. We don't we don't allow the process to happen, and we don't allow them to uh, change and become more like like Jesus. Um, if it doesn't happen fast enough for us, then we're over you. You know, we're tired of you falling down. We don't want to help you back up again. We've already helped you up twice. You know, what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> We don't want yeah, to help you up again. Why haven't don't you, you gotten see that? it by now? Don't you see that in the same comment with, with folks that will say, well, how do you know that person that you're giving a dollar a day to won't go back into debt? Well, we, I mm-hmm. don't. I, I don't know that. And if we don't educate them, they will. Right. And, and, and the, the same more, goes the, with these people. If they get converted and they accept Christ, but they are not discipled, then how are they going to know? How are they going to learn? How is their life really going to change if they don't, have somebody, you know, to help them. That's why he made the point, make disciples out of people, you know. And I was going to read the scripture in 2 Timothy, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Um, it kind of goes along with this. 2 Timothy uh, 2.22, it says, Flee from evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments, because you know they produce quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not quarrel. Instead, he must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. Those who oppose him, he must gently instruct in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth, and that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. So we are not to sit around and try to cause, you know, arguments and fussing with each other. Jesus didn't do that. He spoke plainly. He spoke spoke decisively, and he moved on. He was like, you accept what I say, or you don't, and I move on. But but nonetheless, I'm going to show you love. I'm going to be respectful. And I'm going to teach you. And if you don't accept it, that's fine. I'm not going to get angry. I'm just going to move on. He told the disciples, if you go somewhere and they don't receive you, wipe the dust off your feet and keep moving. Don't just stay there and argue with people, you know? Well, and you never know when when you you may have planted the seed that causes them to convert down the road because you still showed them love. That's right. It will lead to repentance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, It's so easy to get... It's like getting mad at our children, um, you know, because they, you know, I still get mad at my children, but, you know, they're going to make mistakes. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, my, my oldest is 13. He's coming up on a point of his life where he can make some real mistakes. Yeah. And, um, and, and you know what? He's going to. Mm-hmm. I did. I did. And you know what? Because of, because of the environment of so, sometimes of the church, I knew some of the things that I had done was wrong. Mm-hmm. But I was afraid to go talk to them 
because you, you know I was going to get the lecture. It was, I didn't need them to come and say, "Oh, it's going to be all right," because I needed someone to say, "You know, you you know that's wrong." Right. But we love you anyway, and we'll help that's you it. in any way to get over that. If 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 people are are drowning in debt, and we don't do anything but say, "Hey, go read Dave Ramsey's book." What have we done? Mm-hmm. You know, we've we've mm-hmm. done nothing to to actually help them get through that. You know, there are people. There's there's still only ten, but there are ten. I'm pretty close to eleven that are giving a dollar a day right now, and some of the people have they don't even know who this person is. We've been giving it to, mm-hmm. and we've got some exciting news that uh, um, she is doing just great. And I, I I'll show you on the Complete Fitness one page here for long that uh, we may be moving to, to help someone else so uh, and, and, awesome. someone, and someone that most of the people in this group knows um, and, and I'm excited about that and and I think we're going to be able to make an, a, a big difference in their life but um, you know that's what com- what we're about with Complete Fitness we're, we're, we are going to whether it's in the church or out of the church or there's the three of us Michael, Tiffany and I together or if we're, we're in three separate places we Complete fitness isn't about Mickey. It isn't about Tiffany. It isn't about Michael. It's about seeking complete fitness, which is something mm-hmm. that in this life, frankly, you cannot reach. You know, we will go through and we will exercise. And we, you, you exercise, Michael exercises, and I exercise. And I try to do my best to get in the best shape as I can possibly be in, knowing that in the end, I still lose that battle. Because... Every day I get closer to, to death, and every day I may become wiser, but I also uh, get closer to, to weakness. And, and the same thing in the financial side. You know, there, there's a, um, I think it was Solomon that, that wrote about so much about vanity. In the end, our, our physical fitness and our financial fitness, fitness, it's all vanity because it's gone. When we get to the end of time. And the mm-hmm. only way that we actually reach complete fitness is if we know Christ and we, we actually get there on the day of our death. So mm-hmm. that, that, is, that is the real lesson of complete fitness. Now, you know what? Paul said it, it, uh, to, to die is gain. But while we're here, we will work as hard as we can to show that love that, uh, that this writer of the article, Mr. Pavlovitz, uh, writes about. And, you know, we're going to mess up, but we're going to continue to move. We, we have already experienced um, uh, uh, places that, that didn't want to let us come speak. And, you know, we're okay with that. It's not that we're okay with it long term. We just say, come and test us. Because, Tiffany, I don't know about you, but I have prayed and prayed and prayed that God would purify my motives. And he yeah. lets me know when my motives aren't pure because I become frustrated. And as soon as I let go, and I'm doing that much quicker today than I did when we first got started, to say, you know what? All right, I want to stop for a minute. Um, and you know, the the article goes on. There, there's quite a bit there, and and I want to flip through a little bit to see if um, um, it says. It, in the end, it, it says, uh, so yes, church. Even if you're right, even if we're totally wrong. Even if we're all petty and self-centered and hypocritical and critical, and I'll say it, sinful, we're still the ones searching for a place where we could be known and belong, a place where it feels like God lives. You're the ones who could show it to us. Even if the problem is me, 
It's me you're supposed to be reaching, church. So for the love of God, reach already. This guy is screaming. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 I don't know if he if he's writing it, and I may actually reach out to him um, mm-hmm. and, and see if he'll respond. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, the 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 article is spot on, and if well, we need to remind people that Jesus lives on the inside of them. He doesn't live inside of a, a temple. You become the temple, and the Bible says your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. So he comes to dwell within you. We go to a building to worship, but you walk around every day carrying him with you wherever you go. That's the difference, and that's why you're able to share him wherever you go, because he lives within you. That's the change that happens. So I don't mind people who love their church and who are just really excited about the church they go to. I think that's awesome. You should love where you go to church. However... When you love your church more than you love Jesus, you have a problem. That becomes an idol. And we have to remember where our love is supposed to go. Our love goes to Christ, not our church. We like our church, we're happy about our church, but your church does not take the place of your relationship with Christ. And and he calls us, and and the second most important command was to to love one another. Yes. And, and, And that's how... That the people like Mr. Pavlovich will, will be able to see the love of Christ is, is through us. Is that when we see someone that is starving on the side of the road or something like that, that we just we don't do like the guys talking James that when James writes about um, go in peace. We'll, or uh, here's the one today that's on Facebook. We'll pray for you. And, and I do believe there are mm-hmm. people that are truly praying. But how many mm-hmm. of us? I've posted it before and then and totally mm-hmm. forgotten it later on. I feel bad about it when I come back and say, yeah. "Oh my goodness." Mm-hmm. But, you know, Christ calls us and, and, and God calls us to do nothing out of selfish ambition. He calls us to put our faith into action or our action mm-hmm. is dead. And and for those of us that, that are, are working through complete fitness and, and those of you that are just learning about complete fitness, we, we ask you to, to question and ask us what we're doing. We want you to be a part of it because we are going to attempt to be the voice of Christ and, and, and to be the body of Christ not only in the church, but outside of the church. Um, Tiffany, we're coming up to the end of the show. I want to remind everyone listening that uh, you know The Road to Complete Fitness, my book, is out. You can get it at MickeyEllison.com on the right-hand side. It says buy the book. You just click that button, and it'll carry you there. And I need at least two to sell this week. That would be nice. And then um, um, you know, if you're in anywhere in the upstate of South Carolina, uh, north northwest Georgia, or, or uh, even parts of uh, – uh, Eastern or Western North Carolina, come see us. Find out more about what we're doing, and and don't look don't look at us. Look at the message and what we're trying to get across. Uh, January 29th, we will be there 6:30 at the Williamson Municipal Building in South Carolina, and next week we have Dr. Keith Smith coming on to talk about the the high cost of medical care. And you don't want to miss this show because it ties into some of the lessons that we're teaching about uh, debt and um, inflation and those sorts of things with Complete Fitness. Tiffany, thanks so much for coming on the show. And for everyone out there, we we hope to see you next week. And we hope to see you in Williamson, South Carolina on the 29th. See you next week. Thanks so much for joining us on the Mickey Ellison Show. Mickey plans to be here again next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time 
on the Voice America Variety Channel. We hope you'll be here too. 